Welcome to the very first episode of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And I'm Greg. And this is the podcast where we're going to be talking, thinking, making, and drinking some seriously good cocktails. Shan, what's in the mixing glass for today? Today, one of my favorites to start with. This is the Manhattan. Mm -hmm. That brown juice is good. Oh, I love this drink. I think it's such a good thing to start with because it's really flexible once you have the recipe down. It seems like a lot of other drinks are based on this drink. It seems like when we're making stuff at home that we come back to kind of the same ratios, some of the same, you know, you're placing one thing with another. And it's. I think it's a great place to start too. Also, I think a great place to start too is talking about kind of some of the uh, equipment that we have gathered up here to uh, that, that we find the best to help us make stuff. Do you want to say something about that? Do you have anything that you, I know you've written some stuff down that you want to talk about. What do you got? Yeah, so um, let's talk about uh, some tools for what we're going to be making with this drink. We are going to be using first a mixing glass. Um, this is a heavily weighted big glass, essentially. You could use a pint glass if you had to. Um, and this is where you're going to be throwing your ice into. Kind of resembles like a uh, like a laboratory beaker, but a heavier bottom on it. That you know you can get them for you can get them as cheap as you can get them from under twenty bucks. Yeah, oh and yeah. And then spend whatever you want on or, it. Yeah, almost look like a fancy vase. <laughs> Looks like a fancy vase. You can use you can use a fancy vase, and that's you know ever since we've gotten ours, we didn't have ours from the very beginning mm -hmm. when we started doing this. I mean, it was, we were using the uh, kind of classic cocktail shaker glasses. It's just the weight, you know, you kind of hold on to it while you're stirring with the with the uh, mixing glass, you don't really have to even hold on to it when you're stirring. It just, it just feels feels so so much better. Yeah. Another one of the tools that I've always liked, Shan, was when we first got into this. Is I mean, you always see the jigger that has the two ounces on one side, one ounce on the other side. So you'll see. I mean, you even see people in the bars using this. But for me, I I really like a small kind of like two ounce. Uh, Measuring, me measuring vessel that has, you know, mLs on it, it has ounces on it, it has tablespoons on it. I really like, I really like that sort of a thing. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna say like, you know, we're amateurs. Uh, we make drinks at home, and when people come over and they're like, "How do your drinks taste so good?" and I'm gonna tell you the secret of that is, is we actually measure our drinks. You should be measuring your stuff. You, know, you read a recipe, you've got to make sure that you've got the right amount of ratio. So absolutely, um, that's that's made our that's made it so much easier for us to reproduce stuff that we're doing. What else do we like to use, Shan? Well, I like to use a cocktail spoon for this particular drink. Uh, that's what you're going to be mixing your alcohol into your glass with. Chances are, if you got that cocktail shaker for a present for Christmas, you probably got one of those long bar spoons with it, mm -hmm. and it just is. Uh, you can reach down in the mixing vessel; seems to be used pretty easy. And I think just with those three items, you're going to go. You can make most you're gonna of make, your drinks. You're going to make everything. Yeah. You're going to make everything. So for what we're making today, uh, we need some liquor. What are we going to use? Oh, oh, we have one more tool. Oh, what else do you got um, there? The Hawthorne strainer. Mm, yeah. So the kind of flat, so slotted plate has a uh, has a spring device around the outside and a handle on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you definitely need that to uh, your straining, keeping the ice back so it doesn't tumble into your glass and spill your precious, precious concoction. Yeah, so um, yeah, I, can, liquor. I can go ahead and tell you what liquor we're going to be pulling out of the cabinet. And maybe while you're doing that, I could tell you a little bit about the history of this drink. Too. Yeah, so uh, hold on a second, and I will go get, what are we going to get? So uh, we will be using a rye or a bourbon. Ooh, we've got bullet rye. That'll be perfect. All right, I'll be right back. Okay. Hey, while you're in there, you might want to grab a sweet vermouth, something like Antica. Uh, I think I, I'll get the Antica. Okay, and um, also the Angostura bitters for this one. All right, fantastic. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about this drink. Uh, this is a 
pretty classic cocktail. So it had a couple different stories. Um, it was believed to date back to the 1800s. The more interesting story, I thought, I think is actually a misconception, but it was that this drink was created at the Manhattan Club in New York City. Oh, that sounds, that sounds feasible. In the 1870s for a banquet hosted by Lady Randolph Churchill. Oh, that's, and, I think that's Winston's mom, isn't it? That is Winston Churchill's mother. However, um, as popular as the story is, it might not be true because... Say it ain't so. I'm sorry. Uh, she was likely in France and pregnant at the time. So, Well, back that, then that didn't stop you from drinking, but I think you're probably right. But location... Location, yeah, you're probably right. Locate. She wasn't in. She wasn't in New York. Location, location, location. So. All right. So what else do you got? Um. So the more, uh, probably the more accurate or more feasible is still a New York-based bar, um, with a bartender in the 1860s. His name was Black, and that there was a bar on Broadway that this recipe had started from. So far, so good. All right. So let's um. Enough, enough of that boring history. Let's uh, get to making this drink. All right. You know, I always know that, uh, with a lo- like with most of these drinks based on the Manhattan, it's usually a uh, two liquor ratio to whatever your mixer is going to be. Are we doing that today? Not for the classic version of the Manhattan. Okay, what do we got? I'm ready. So the classic version of this is uh, you will be using, well, we're using bullet, so we're going to use two ounces of rye. You want to use a half ounce of sweet vermouth. All right, here we go. A half ounce of the Antica formula in. Okay. The reason we're using Antica formula today is we think it's one that everyone would be able to find anywhere that they are. But any sweet vermouth, would, any version of a sweet vermouth would make your drink a little bit more interesting. And if you want to experiment with that in the future, I think that's that's definitely a world to explore. And so. and as you guys are going out and uh, having these having these drinks out, at your favorite restaurant or favorite bar, you're going to probably see the word Antica Formula written down. And so that's, I mean, that's why we went, hey, there's the stuff we saw. That's how we got into it. And it's, it's one of the classics. And the last thing we're going to throw in there is one dash of Angostura bitters. Okay, very good. Here we go. And interestingly that I've noticed that Angostura is going to come in two bottles. It's going to come in a smaller bottle and a larger bottle. Um, the larger bottle, I noticed when you first start out, the dash is one size, and then towards the end of the bottle, the dashes get much bigger. So it's just going to be, you know, experimenting and playing around what size is the dash. It's going to be to your taste, and you may want to use one or two dashes. Okay, so we got all of our ingredients in the mixing glass. So we like to use a bit, little bit bigger ice if possible so that we don't have as much melt into the drink. The whole idea of the ice is to get the drink cold, not for it to water it down. All right, here we go. A little bit of ice into the mixing glass here. Here we go. Very nice. That's great. Now you're going to probably want to stir that for about 30 seconds or so. All right, here we go. Get the We want to get that nice and cold. Get the spoon and get some stirring going on here. And like Shan said, usually stir for 30 seconds. You want a little bit of dilution. The water kind of definitely opens up the flavor of that liquor a little more. And, you know, too, you get this thing poured out into your glass. It's not the way you want it. Add in a, a teaspoon of water, and you'd be surprised how much that changes and brings flavor. Do do you use some glasses? Bring those glasses. I do, in? yeah. So you know the glass I love to use for this because I don't like to use this on the rocks. I like this to be in a beautiful coupe. Absolutely. Um, or a cocktail glass. Of course, you know, you can put it in any glass. It'll still taste the same, but that is my preferred, and it looks super fancy. It's all part of the experience. <laughs> all right, so here we go. We're going to pour you one here. I got yours. So 
glasses. Yeah, we were using that Hawthorne strainer, like we said before, just Absolutely. to keep all the ice in the mixing glass. All righty, so there's that. Yeah, oh, it sure mine. looks nice. Ooh, sure look- oh, gosh. We need to throw in the cherry. You could have a whole episode based on the cherries. So, we might. <laughs> we, and, and we very we very well could. Obviously, you know, you guys have had them out there. You know the delicious stuff. They're black. They're like a clay-like consistency, and they taste like cherry, just very vaguely like cherry. Those are the best ones. Are you Bright talking or- about the Luxardos? The Luxardos. Those the are the best. Mm, Luxardos. But they are the best. Uh, we do not have that with us today. No Luxardos. They're, I think they're 20 bucks a jar for the small jar. Yeah. But Today uh, we do have the Trader Joe's ones, which for 7 bucks a jar... Not a bad. Not bad. Not bad, but nothing. Not bad. They're not nothing, the gold. It's, it's not even close to a Luxardo. Yeah, these are like copper where Luxardos are gold. That's right. So. They're more like borite, borite or something. I will say the other one I think is really good are the Tochis. I do like the Tochis too. So um, if you see this, plus they have a really cute jar. So, That's right. Um, I mean, well, here we are. It sure looks nice. Yeah. All right. Well, Let's give it a little sample. We're ready here. to drink this, I think. Uh, a little Greg's, sampling. Greg's already made it. I have before mine the show, right so. here, setting right here. All right. Uh, cheers. Let me reach across the studio. Clink, clink. And if you were in uh, Scandinavia, meaningful eye contact. Skull. Skull. Skull to our Scandinavian friends. That one works great for a studio. <laughs> Skull. Yeah, because they're across the room. All right. Yeah, but you let's, guys can't see our mm, smoldering looks. The, the, ooh, the smoldering <laughs> looks. All right, let's give this thing a taste here. Here we go. All right. Oh, just oh, right. Brown. Oh, that brown. Delicious. Brown mana from heaven. God, that's a good drink. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I think and you mentioned earlier in the show uh, something we kind of found out just recently. And, and as, as you guys get into... And you probably have done the same thing we have. You know, you're picking up cocktail books. You're, you know, going online. You're looking at uh, pictures and other people's recipes, and, and you're kind of finding interesting things. And, and, and so a lot of the books we've picked up, it's fun to kind of start seeing the connections between these drinks. And, and I think Shannon alluded earlier to the fact that you know this kind of it comes from the class of drinks, the martini class drinks, which is, you know, you at first you go, oh, martini, that feels like it's either gin or vodka, but no, it, very interesting. What did you find out? Do you find anything else? close to that well you know i was a little bit interested in so then we're going to have another recipe for you that's a little bit of a mix-up but one of the things i was interested in is about vermouth because it's one way no matter what liquor you're using if you switch your vermouth out then it's going to also change the the taste profile of your drink i know we've used a lot of it shan did we find i mean what is i mean vermouth what is it okay so vermouth is a fortified white wine that's flavored with various botanicals uh, so it's actually a wine-based alcohol as opposed to an Amaro, which is what we're going to use in our next recipe. Oh, okay. So it's actually a white, white wine base, even though like uh, Antica Formula is definitely a brown kind of liquid. Yeah. So after they do the infusion, sometimes they'll add um, sugar and a caramelized color. Oh, interesting. So that's added later. Um, so vermouth, they can either be sweet or dry. Okay. Um, and that depends on the sugaring and the caramelization. Oh, interesting. So, um, a lot of times they use uh, roots, barks, flowers, seeds, herbs, and spices to infuse into this to get that really interesting, complex flavor. And uh, vermouth was produced originally in Turin, Italy in really? the late 18th century, but it became popular in the 19th century with bartenders. So, That's very interesting. 
Now yeah. I know that in places like uh, I know definitely like in Spain, they're gonna a lot of you can. It's actually something. It's a drink you can have. It's just a vermouth on ice. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's maybe that's where that originated. Yeah. You know, and kind of came came about, and people then people started mixing it with alcohol. Yeah. So it was. Um, an aperitif and also is used medicinally That's in the, the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, I still use it medicinally, I think. <laughs> Time for maybe for a little I'm more... I'm real medi- sick. A little more medication right now. I'm having a little more. Mm. So there's, um, like I said, there's sweet and dry. The most common sweet that is used is Antico, which is why we used it in this first recipe. Fantastic, great, yeah. But there are certainly additional ones that are on the market and easily bought. I know we have several in our cupboard that we've gotten really easily. Yeah, you'll see um, when you go out, it's a great, actually going out to bars and asking for these in your different cocktails is a great way for you to experiment with the one that you like before you buy an entire bottle. So you don't have to have these, all these, you know, opened up 750 ml bottles of these things sitting around. Now, a word about that, we've seen lots of people say, refrigerate your open bottles of vermouth. But then we've also people heard people had people say, you don't necessarily need to. It's not going to go bad, i.e., it's not going to mold and get and poison you. And quite honestly, we haven't been refrigerating ours, and yeah. it's only poisoned us mildly. Sh- there is a shelf life to it. Though, sure, so. there is. I'm certain there is. But you, ideally, you know, you were going through them fast enough. But anyway, that's just a, a word of caution. If you buy six or seven bottles and pop them all open and then let them set for three years, you, they may not be the best. So with the sweet vermouths, like what we use today with Antica, a couple different versions that you could try or different brands that you could try. Um, Put de Mess, we've used multiple times. That's delicious. It's a little sweeter, I find. Yep, Um, which some people might like that. Um, Nolly Pratt is pretty classic. Classic. You're going to see it in a lot of recipes, at least we have. Um, Kochi is used really often. Um, Cezano, I've seen pretty readily available and Dolan is pretty readily available also. Um, yes, I'm just Dolan talking, reds and the Dolan whites, right? Yeah, and um, they make a dry. Or, sorry, so. sweet and dry. Now that I know, they're both white wine, mm-hmm. but uh, sweet and dry. Okay, great. Yeah. So um, those are the vermouths that that's a good place to cut your teeth, I think. So So you, you alluded to the fact that uh, there are other items, other mixers besides just a vermouth. And I know that we have experimented and we've tried some different Amaros and we've had drinks with the Amaros in there. What is going to be the difference between the vermouth and the Amaro? They appear to be kind of almost, one's almost a a spicier, bolder version of the other. Is that, I mean, at least that's the way it tastes. Is that what you found out? It's a little bit different. So the vermouths are generally a little bit sweeter. And I think it's probably because, and they're a little more mellow because they come from the fortified white wine as the base. An Amaro, which will be in, featured in our next recipe, which mm. is going to be the Black Manhattan. Oh, yes. Very good. Yeah. Oh, this is a good one. Um, so an Amaro is an Italian herbal liqueur, which is usually alcohol-based. Um, now, it might be that they use an alcohol like a brandy, which is originally from grapes, but it's an alcohol-based as opposed to a wine-based. Okay. So we're we talking like it's a brandy or a vodka base? I mean, is that what they're using? Um, generally you... a grape brandy because these okay, are so generally like, coming from Italy. So it's some kind of grape product. So whereas the, uh, like the vermouths are a white wine product, the uh, Amaros are going to be more of the brandy style product. Got yeah. it. And another um, a thing that really makes Amaros stand out um, from vermouths is they're generally more bitter. Um, yeah, now, they kind of have that kind of herby bittery but yet still kind of like there's a medicinal element to mm -hmm. it there's a medicinal element to it but it it, they definitely taste different 
Yeah. So um, they usually are also um, infused with a lot of different types of herbs and aromatics. and But then they're sweetened and then they're aged. So. Oh, that sounds like a little... That's kind of like a fun process. Yeah, um, I think these are really interesting. And when I was doing his, you know, some looking into this, um, the Amaros are uh, generally Italian, but they can make them all over. And I did not know that um, in Germany, what is it called? Um, is it the Unterberg? No, um, no, but that probably is one too. Yeah, I think Unterberg is. Jägermeister. Jägermeister. No, Jägermeister is for a sure. German is a German version of an Amaro. Oh, it certainly is. Yeah, because that's so, the whole thing. Is it's it's a liquor base, but it has you know all the different herbs. I would not use that in this Manhattan. Um, but I, I don't did, think I would use. <laughs> but I did. I did think it was an interesting so connection. The Amaros that I do think are fantastic for Manhattans are Averna. That yeah. one's kind of silky and dark. I like the Avernus. Um, Cinar, which also again is a really herby, sweet bitter, delicious Amaro. Right. That either, also, the Cin- either the Cinar or the Cinar 70. Which is made, surprisingly, because you wouldn't guess this, with artichoke leaves. Th- that's what I thought. There was a picture of an artichoke on the front of that. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Um, and we have other ones that we've picked up. Bellini is one. Um, Amaro Toscano. Amaro Toscano. Uh, delicious. Really bold. So that is... Amaro Mont- Montenegro. Mm-hmm. You're Which is, see that, that a lot. one's a yeah. lot lighter, um, not as dark a color. So I might not use that as a black Manhattan because part of the reason for the black Manhattan is to get this really deep, dark color. Dark, dark yeah. color. Because what we have today is kind of a, I'm looking at it right now in my glass here underneath the lights, and it's it's a, a nice golden, golden brown color. I mean, just like perfect, perfect heaven water. Yeah, so the black Manhattan's pretty deep in color. So yeah, so it's going to be different than this. It's going to be more of a dark, yeah. really dark color. Great. Right. So the regular, the classic Manhattan, a little bit brighter and lighter color, and then the black Manhattan's darker, and it's a little mm, bit that'll different be interesting. recipe. So okay, what do we got? Uh, yeah, let's uh, clean out that mixing glass and throw some new ice in there. Alrighty, very, very good, very good. Here, let me let me finish up my other Manhattan here really quickly. <laughs> well, you tell the directions. I will be All doing right. this and yeah, grabbing so some bottles. What, so what we're going to want to do again? You can either use rye or you can use. Uh, bourbon. Uh, we again, we have the bullet out, so we'll probably use the bullet rye. But you could use wild turkey. You could use almost, literally, almost any bourbon, almost any rye. Right. Wild turkey one on one is a great choice. It's a strong, flavorful liquor taste. I mean, really, really spirit forward. It's it, it's a great taste too. But we got the we have the bullet here, so let's try that. All right, so we're gonna do two ounces of that. And we're going to throw ice in our glass. All right, let's get that. Let's throw that ice the, in the mixing glass there. The mixing glass Again, here. the big fat ice because we like that. Some ice in the glass here. All right, there we go. You're going to pour your two ounces of rye in there. You're going right. to do, this time, one ounce of an Amaro. Hold on, so two ounces of the bourbon, or the, uh, we're doing the bullet rye. Mm-hmm. One ounce of, uh, so which Amaro are we using here? Uh, we use Cinar because I really like the flavor of this of this All right, let's grab and the, it's uh, really cinar. bold, so I really enjoy this one. Let's pull this in our out. Yeah, so you're gonna do one ounce. One ounce. There but we go. Please, please experiment with this. This is where these Manhattans are really fun. Right, you could back that off to three quarters of an ounce if it was like too much and you wanted a little more booze out of it because the Amaro is gonna be a, a pretty big flavor. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a pretty big flavor, so you could back that off a little bit or go the opposite direction. Put a little more in yeah. there if you want a little more of that taste and you want a little more of that medicine taste. If that's really what you like. Well, it's sweet too, so some people like a little bit sweeter yeah. profile in their drinks, and then that would be where you'd be able to adjust that. Is how much Amaro or with the last recipe, how much of the sweet 
sweet vermouth that you're using. By all means, by all means. All right, we're going to throw one dash of Angostura bitters in there. Okay, here comes the bitters. Oh, that's that probably just maybe just touch more. There we go. And again, same thing with the bitters. Experiment, play around. Mm -hmm. Try one one time, try two the next time. Try one, drink it, put a little more in there and try it again. I mean, this it, you can't go wrong. Yeah, and on this one, we're also going to add one dash of orange bitters. All right, one dash of also readily bitters. available, easy easy this, to find. This is actually Angostura brand orange bitters that we have here today mm -hmm. that we're going to use. So we put that in there too. Very good. We're gonna is this gonna shake? This one's no. gonna be stirred as well, we're right? Stir this, yeah. It's gonna be stirred. Same, so normally, same techniques, all the same, uh, all the same tools that we used in the last recipe. Again, generally, you're gonna stir that for 30 seconds. We're not gonna subject you to 30 seconds of stirring. In yeah, the background. can you strain that out and put that in my glass, please? Yes, I can. Let me get the reach over and grab your glass and grab the Hawthorne strainer, the one with the springy thingy on it. And I'm going to grab a delicious cherry to throw in there as soon as he gets that poured in. There we go. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Oh, look, look at, at that, that color. That color. It's so much darker than the first drink, which is why this is so much fun to be able to just play within the realm of Manhattan's. All right. Let's t Oh, yeah. Let's pick that glass up. Let's give this a try. Okay, let's see here. All right, let's All right. do a uh, reach. A, uh, look at, look across the studio. Skull. Skull. Meaningful eye contact. Oh yeah. Let's oh, give it a try oh, here. Look at those. Look at those eyes. All right, let's give this one a go. What do you think? Oh, yeah, so much different than the last. Oh gosh, I like that. Mm-hmm. So it has that a lot of that kind of almost bitter esque taste. You I mean you can when you read that it has root material in it, it's going to have some herbs in it. That taste really comes through. Less of the sweet, kind of mm -hmm. less of the sweet stuff from the, kind of the the, the uh, vermouth that was in there. This is, I mean, this is really good. It's such a well-balanced drink. I really enjoy this. I That's I, a good word. I prefer the Black Manhattans, but um, I like them both. I just think it's a real, like I said before, it's a, just a really fun realm to explore. You could try any kind of whiskey, bourbon, rye, in any sort of style, and then you can mix it up with whatever types of amaros that you're using in this particular recipe, or sweet vermouth in the other recipe, and get something completely different and find really where your tastes lie inside of that. And really kind of as I was alluding to before with the kind of the classic ratios and style of the drink, really you can even switch out the uh, main spirit too. I mean, we found that, right? I mean, switch out that uh, bourbon element for a rum or a tequila or a mezcal and just whatever you happen to have in your booze cupboard or whatever you happen to like the taste of. Yeah, that's a that's one of the reasons we wanted to start with the Manhattan because let's say you do the exact same recipe but you throw in scotch. That's generally called a Rob Roy. I've had those. I really like those. I didn't know it was basically the same thing. It's such a similar recipe. Um, you could go to, uh, you throw tequila in there. That's called the Tijuana. So, I mean, you really can play. Mezcal is delicious as a replacement. Um, it It's such a great kind recipe. Like a smoky flavor of the mezcal oh, in there. That'd be love so that. good. We're going to do a mezcal. I think we'll do some mezcal cocktail. We should do an episode, episode. on mezcal. Oh, God, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, you know, if you want to just start with your original Manhattan recipe that we gave you earlier in the episode... There's a dry Manhattan that's using a dry vermouth instead of a sweet vermouth. 
So like a Dolan Drive mm -hmm. vermouth? I mean, that's the one I've seen. Yeah. Um, you could also, a perfect Manhattan is kind of fun because that's a half sweet and half dry. So the name of that is actually the perfect Manhattan? Yep. Oh, interesting. So it's half. So once again, it's going to be two ounces of your liquor, and it's going to be, so that would be a quarter ounce of? Of dry and a quarter ounce, ounce of sweet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Do you know what else is perfect? What's that, Shannon? That this was the perfect set of cocktails for us to start our very first episode. I absolutely agree. I mean, they look great. They taste great. If uh, Shan, tell people where they can go to see pictures of the cocktails we made today, as well as get the recipes. We have an Instagram account. It's Amateur Bartending for Immature. And on there, not only will you find the things we featured on today's episode, you'll also see a, a little bit of a library of recipes that we've made in the past. Absolutely. And please go on there and follow us and leave some comments on the stuff that you like. We'd love to hear what you guys are making as well as what you think about what we've made. Shan, until the next time. Bottoms up, Greg. Absolutely. Bottoms up, Shannon. Cheers. Well, cheers. <laughs>